Hey, welcome to the After Now podcast with Tim and George. Give us a listen. What do you have to lose? Because let's be honest, you've wasted time on sketchier stuff than this. So, so, okay, I got a joke for you, Tim. Go for it. How many programmers does it take to change the light bulb? I don't know how many. None. It's a hardware problem. <laughs> that was from my wife. That was a pretty good one. That was actually a pretty good one. I like that. <laughs> um, so today, we're going to be talking about the metaverse. Yeah, the metaverse. Hey, can I can I start with with something else here? Do so it. One, so one of the things that, that we're going to be talking about stuff <coughs> like the like the metaverse, um, but also just I, I think also just are some personal observations, and right. um, one personal observation I've had this for a while is that when you go out. Especially, and, and this has just gotten worse because um, because with COVID and, and everyone's just seems to be a little bit more on edge. And, you know, people that are working um, in the service industry, boy, they are just, <clears throat> some of these folks are just working ridiculous hours because no one's working and, and all that other stuff. And the one thing that always drove me nuts um, and, and even when when my kids were smaller we would always kind of insist on is so many people treat service industry people terribly so next time you go into i don't care if it's a nice restaurant or a taco bell (laughs) it doesn't matter um listen to how people actually order and you'll hear stuff like you know the 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 person will come over and say uh, may I take your order? Something like that. And you'll hear people say, give me uh, blah, blah, blah with blah, 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 and make sure it's blah, blah, blah. And, and that just drives me nuts. Uh, you know, would you talk to a, a, a civilized, any other human being like that? A gimme? What? And, and just something as simple as um, may I have or can I have? Um, and then at the end, say thank you. And then you know what else helps? At least I found out now, uh, and I've always done this. Um, hey, thanks. Let the people in the back know they're doing a great job, blah, blah, blah. During this time, people are just, they're treating other people like dirt. And it's just something that drives me crazy. And something as simple as having manners when talking to someone in the service industry, I think would be really refreshing for them. So, right. That's my public service announcement. It's a good public service announcement. Well, thank you. Yeah, I like it. But really, next ne- next time you go to a to a place, just listen. I, I think you'll be shocked. I really do. If you if you listen for it, you'll you'll just be shocked. Hmm. Well, you know, every time I've uh, I go out or I. I go to a restaurant. I always stop and ask the you know ask the waiter or I ask the waitress, "How are you doing? How's your day going?" You know, those types of questions. And they stop, and they they like totally take a second take. I mean, they're like, "Did he just ask me how my day's been?" <laughs> so I I do. Um, you know, I've never worked a day of life. A day of my life in, in the service industry. I've never done it. Um, but I respect it. And I respect the people who work in it. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've had a couple jobs in that industry. And um, that is a life... It, first of all, it's a life lesson. <laughs> you learn a lot about people in that industry. But it's just crazy how, um, as just as human beings, we've become invisible to one another, you know? 
Right. So interesting. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, on to the metaverse. <laughs> so, um, one of the things that we 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 kind of briefly touched upon this on our first podcast. Um, and again, in our our mission statement is we are going to try to suck less every podcast. Yes. So, 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 so here's in trying to do that. And, um, and to our listeners, we're working on cleaning up audio and making thing, making sure things work better. Yes. Yes. So It'll sorry. There. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, yeah, but then you could be the cool kids and say, I was listening to these guys when, yeah. right. When they couldn't get it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so Tim, if if you'd like, I could just kind of tee it up from a, a layman's perspective here. Awesome. Um, so the uh, this has gotten started to get some attention, um, mostly because Facebook is kind of jumping in. Uh, they actually changed their name to Meta, um, but this concept has been around for a, a bit. And, and the uh, I think Facebook went in, I think it's a marketing genius to kind of try to plant their flag of saying we are the metaverse. Well, it's kind of contrary to what the metaverse really is supposed to be. Right. Um, and, and the metaverse will both um, excite and frighten you <laughs> because yep, that's for sure. Uh, the metaverse, in one respect, is is kind of like it could be bigger than the internet and, and cell phone and and all that stuff put together. If it finally reaches what what the concept is, and let's I, I won't tease about the concept. The concept is everything is kind of connected and and there. So where Facebook, I think, is getting it wrong is Facebook is trying to say <clears throat> that Facebook is going to be the metaverse. Facebook is going to be a portion of the metaverse. Right. But, but the, the, the definition of a metaverse is kind of all access to everything. And that's going to include stores and sports and um, games and and, and all this, um, I, I did a little bit of research on it. And the part to me, here's the exciting and absolutely frightening part. In order for the metaverse to really um, achieve what, what it's trying to do, where all things are kind of connected and, and you're part of it, right. there is a concept of, they're calling it XR, and it's called, it, it refers to external reality so that's um they're trying to blur the lines between your real life and your online life and they're they've kind of already started doing this i know they experimented with like um google goggles or whatever yep. you know yep. google vision and then uh you've got the the headsets uh right the virtual reality so they're trying to mix virtual reality with reality reality um and basically have you live in this world and they're they're trying to mix the virtual world with the real world does that sound about right? Am I close? No, that that sounds about right. That sounds <clears throat> dead on. So this is the ex the exciting and scary part. Um, it's uh, there's going to be a whole new way of accounting. There's going to be a whole new way of how money gets transferred. Of how commerce is done blockchain um blockchain yeah um and, and if if there's any questions about it you know facebook is doing this um 
Walmart's creating a meta store. Right. <laughs> yeah, they are. Other companies are doing it as well. So, um, you know, it could be, and who knows, nobody, anybody that says they know exactly what it's going to look like doesn't know because. It's probably important to note too that there is no such thing as the metaverse right now. Yes, that, that that's a really good point. Like, they want to build it, but they haven't built it yet. And to your point, and you were you were mentioning technologies, Oculus, you know, which is owned by Facebook. They're the company that's um, uh, pushing the initiative. They're the ones that want to, you know, control the narrative. And um, but there, there's no such thing as the metaverse yet. It doesn't exist. And, and didn't um, was it Microsoft that just bought uh some gaming company yeah so and and, and didn't they buy uh like the cart was it in vita or something there's all these players that are getting together these really gigantic players and it's it's kind of like the gold rush everyone's buying anybody they think that could help them get an edge to create their their portion of the metaverse right now. yeah so to answer your question, Microsoft just bought Activision Blizzard, and that was it. I think their largest acquisition to date. Wow. And the reason that matters is because there's so many people that have like a community through gaming. I know my kids do. My you know my kids live in different parts of the country. And a lot of times they'll get together and be playing a game, but there's a whole, the game is part of it, but the interactions and, and the talking and just being able to connect while using the game as a vehicle to do that is really, really big, especially with, with um, probably folks 30 and under, right? Speak for yourself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay. So, um, a little bit more information on the deal. Um, It was uh, $95 per share. Um, It comes out to roughly $69 billion. 68.7. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But here's here's the interesting thing. Um, When the deal closes... Microsoft will become the world's third largest gaming company by revenue. Wow. Third? Yeah. It's crazy. It is. And so one can make the argument they're playing catch up. I <laughs> I I don't know how, you know, uh, Microsoft their uh, reach is far, and uh, with with Xbox and the technology they have, and their expertise in the space, um, they're going to be a big player. They're going to be a very big player. Yeah, and they never jump right in. Nope. Right? They, they they were they weren't even sold on the internet <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and browsers and stuff like that when it first came out, uh, yeah. but. Then when they decide to get in the game, boy, it's they they go in, they go all in. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, there's there's about four or five players here, um, but the interesting story behind all this is the positioning. You know, who's getting in the position to be where they need to be when this really takes off? Yeah, and well, and then and then what is it going to mean? Um, what's it going to mean for just your average person? What's it going to mean for, um, honestly, the, the power structure? Right. Right. Because all of a sudden, <clears throat> governments may not have as big a role as they used to have. Right. Um, and, and, and so... There's going to be different power brokers. There's going to be, and, and if they, 
if they change the type of money, let's say, um, let's just say three of the largest companies get together and say, we're going to start our own cryptocurrency and this is what we're going to trade in. And if you want to do business with us, this is the form of payment we're going to take. Right. And, you know, I think there are about five players right now that are serious, like serious players. But the top three, in my mind, uh, Facebook, NVIDIA, Microsoft. And NVIDIA, they make the uh, the video cards, right? Yeah, they make hardware. They also do software. They do a lot. Um, okay. they, they're, they're, they got their tentacles into everything. You know, for anybody who's interested in knowing what, you know, how far we've come and what one vision of the metaverse may look like, uh, if you have Oculus, uh, Facebook Horizon, um, maybe, you know, the Horizon platform may be the uh, best way to go and see that vision as it is today. But, you know... George and I aren't defining the rules of the game here or what no. the metaverse is. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's, the, the public ultimately will. Absolutely. And, but I heard um, a vision of the metaverse, which I thought was interesting. And I agree uh, with, you know, what that's, you know, ultimately going to look like. Um, the metaverse, in my opinion, there's going to be a space where you, this is, goes back to exactly what you just said, George. You have Facebook's world, you have Microsoft's world, you have, you know, all these worlds that are interconnected. Um, and in order to move in between these worlds, you know, that's ultimately the metaverse. You know, mm. being able to, it, and these different worlds are going to have different types of currency. So one would, presume that um, that currency would be protected and managed by a blockchain technology. So Facebook would have their blockchain for their currency. Microsoft would have their blockchain for their currency. In order to go between those worlds, um, they would have to essentially um, convert the currency. and so Create exchange rates cre- between them. You got it. Exactly. And <laughs> if you earn money in the metaverse and you want to cash out, is that Bitcoin? Is it Ethereum? What, what, what does that look like? None of that's been figured out. Yeah. So for for the, I think this depends a lot on and, and how quickly this will come about. No one's quite sure, but there are a tremendous amount of resources going into this right now. Yeah. Uh, in the fact that Facebook officially changed its corporate name to Meta, um, I think shows how how deep they're in it. Um, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'll fact check myself on this, but Square just changed their name. I believe. <laughs> and I don't know what they call themselves now. Really? Yeah, and I'll look that up. Um, but I think it I think they changed their name or they're thinking about changing their name. So Okay, so why so does this you, my, my sorry, I just I didn't yeah. interrupt you. I no, just no, want to no. say no. my my point is people are lining up uh, companies are lining up to position themselves for, you know, what probably is going to be the next biggest thing in the tech world, which is going to be ultimately, you know, a virtual space, you know, web 4.0. Something and like why, that. And why this matters. Um, depending on where you are in life. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're, if you're of a certain age, you probably don't give a crap. <laughs> right? Honestly. Um, and you may or may not be affected. Uh, 
you know, long-term. Um, younger folks, um, if you're, if you have kids, they will definitely be affected by this. Oh yeah. Um, and you can't even, you can't even really get direction on how to navigate this because we don't know what it's going to look like. Um, no one knows what it's going to look like. No, no. Yeah. And, and so to, to, to verify, uh, Square <clears throat> did change their name to Block. Like blockchain. You got it. That's exactly <laughs> why they changed their name. Jeez. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, just, no, no, you know, no, no, no. That, that's relevant. Yeah. That is all relevant. And, and, and so um, you know, how to navigate this, we, we don't know. But. I think what this is going to do is it, it is meant to blur the line between your reality and one of the terms they're using is augmented reality, mm-hmm. which is you're going to be connected in, in you know, early versions of, um, of the glasses that came out. I think Google had a couple, I don't know, Facebook had it. A couple different companies have tried it. And basically what you're doing is you're wearing these glasses and there's uh, a version of a heads-up display as you're walking. So if you're looking at something, you could have uh, a browser or whatever try to understand where you're at and give you facts on it or... Um, if you look at a restaurant, say, Hey, here's the menu before going, it's just, it, it really is meant to have all that information at your fingertips at every time with the, uh, I think design to have you feel you cannot go anywhere without that information going forward. Yeah. And, and to your point, uh, and we, our previous show, we talked about CES, and at CES, it was amazing to me how many companies were gearing towards not only the metaverse, but blockchain applications within the metaverse. Okay, let's take a step back, uh, because some people are not familiar with the block, what, what is referred to as blockchain. Well, I'm just, I'm just, and I agree with you. Those need to be, we need to talk about that. But I'm just saying, for a world that hasn't been created yet, there's a lot of resources being put behind it. Yeah, yeah. And and blockchain is a, um, it's an infrastructure that um, it's right now, I guess the the best use or or the, the most public use of it would be something like Bitcoin, uh, cryptocurrencies. Um, where you have a resource, if you will, and it's super encrypted, so you can't break it. You have to have, it's, it's, it's unique. So it's a unique resource um, that you is extremely secure. And that's why when people like lose their, their Bitcoin password, it's gone forever. Yep. Because it is so secure, and you're not going to break it. Yep, and it's and, it, it's, and it's, unreplicatable. A, it's a way of. Yep, it's unreplicatable, and it's a way of securing transactions. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, if I if I sell something to Tim, and I want to get paid in some kind of cryptocurrency, what it does is it takes it out of Tim's account and puts it in my account. Um. And it's all done securely and through these special keys. Um, and so it keeps track of all this stuff. And that's what the blockchain is. And it's it's not right now the, the biggest uh, use or visible use is, is something like cryptocurrency. But it's also being used on um, non-fungible tokens, which is mm-hmm. another show we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a way of basically holding something of value a unique something a unique something of value correct Perfect. and if you want and if you yeah thank you thank you yeah 
and, and if you want to transfer it to someone, you trans this this is this is the vehicle that you used to transfer. It's a big deal. Um, it's a huge deal. Yeah, and it's changing everything. And and this is where people talk about well, you know the the single form of currency or this would be it. Yeah, and there's even exchanges. <laughs> You know, we're not going to get too far into um, crypto or we're not going to get too far into blockchain. But um, th there are there's even talk of uh, using or building or converting uh, existing exchanges to um, cryptocurrency. So you can move cryptocurrency into the normal markets or move the markets into the crypto side. And that that's when it's really going to take off. But that's for another show. That's for another time. And and just um, <laughs> for those of you new to the um, to the blockchain crypto thing, there's a um, there's a pretty famous story, and and this is how secure it is. Uh, there's a story about a guy that had, when Bitcoin first came out, it was, it was pretty much worthless. Um, and this guy had all his, I think they call it a wallet, blockchain wallet. Um, and it's all electronic. And this guy didn't think much of it. And he threw his laptop with the hard drive away. Right. And it went to a garbage dump. And as of last December, that hard drive was worth a half a billion dollars. Time to go digging. And he is. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's been digging for a long time, and, and he's offering a certain percentage if, if some, somebody finds it. But they are trying to unearth this, um, this hard drive. Because he literally, you know, what used to be worthless is now worth over 500 million U.S. dollars. Um, and he doesn't have access to it. And there's no way to get access to it unless he finds that hard drive with the original key. Right. <laughs> I, I feel his pain. Um, <laughs> years and years ago, I uh, played around and tested with, block, um, not with blockchain, but with uh, just cryptocurrency. And I had a couple... And I did the same thing, and you oh, know, it's no. a, you know, I had a I had a wallet. So there, there's obviously a difference between for those of you who don't know, there's a difference between where you store your cryptocurrency, which is a which is a wallet, and and blockchain, which ex exists in the internet and it's part of the cloud. Let's put it that way. Um, my my uh, cryptocurrency was on a wallet, which was encrypted, and I did the same thing. And, you know, it was on a USB drive. I lost it. I think it was one or two, but one or two uh, Bitcoins. And Oh, so it's like 60 grand right six, now. Well, yeah, depending on when you look at the markets, right? Because it swings <laughs> up and down all over the place. Yeah, but, you know, it's, you know, for, for anybody who's interested, it's uh, in the western suburbs, the, uh, the garbage <laughs> dump right by... Uh, Bloomingdale, Illinois. Have fun. Go dig for it. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, that's uh, tech guys. You know, when we're playing with stuff, you know, I didn't think it was going to be worth anything. And do I kick myself? Uh, I would if I had as much money as he had. But I did the same thing, though. And I thought it was funny to hear that story because I could relate. <laughs> um, so... This so this um, this blockchain <clears throat> is what's going to really enable this metaverse concept to take off because the blockchain is going to be the financial instrument that is going to enable the metaverse to become reality. At least that's a theory. Right. And so, it, yeah, 
and, <laughs> amongst amongst other things. But when we're talking about specifically um, metaverse, that's absolutely correct. At least I feel it is. And so, how the hell is someone can supposed to raise a normal person or have any kind of normal relationship once this stuff fully becomes activated? Yeah. I mean, for right now, we're looking at blockchain. We're looking at... and. We're going to stop talking about blockchain and talk about the metaverse as a whole. You know, it's it's the medium in which people are going to socialize in a new way, right? Yeah. So when I was a kid a million years ago, um, I had a football and a, and a field, and there was no internet. Um, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. And so me and my friends... You know, we, we, me and my friends, we hung out, we played football. Um, but if you, you look at kids today or even some younger adults, you know, they're getting together. You know, the, the Instagram right now is the platform of choice. And, you know, and, and Roblox and all these other platforms. You know, I recently read that there was a database, a library of documents that were being stored inside of, um, oh, what was that? It was um, Minecraft. And these documents are documents that have been banned in countries like China. Oh, really? And so people are secretly, maybe not secretly, connecting to Minecraft, going into that virtual world, and reading documents and information and free press stuff that is available in this digital library that's inside of Minecraft. And and so the upside of that, while we may lose some face-to-face interpersonal skills, is it may actually facilitate better better relations between what used to be hostile countries or nationalities or what have you because you get people that wouldn't necessarily talk to each other talking to each other right so there is a possibility that this that some real good will come from yeah and i think uh the project's called the uncensored library um you can check it out online and really it's it's there for exactly that reason to um, provide a a method to you know read about things that may be censored in your country. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing. No, that's a tick in the exciting column. That's a big tick in the exciting <laughs> column, and you know, um, good, bad, or indifferent, uh, it's coming. So I like to see projects that are in the positive light versus the negative side. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and it's just like anything else. Like we were talking to him uh, about every invention that's come out, every iteration, um, starting with radio <laughs> or, or, or even the printing press, all of a sudden people were given the uh, ability to, to get books. And up until then only the, super well-educated and the clergy could learn how to read. Now the books came out and then, you know, uh, radio came out and then TV. And I'm sure at every step, there was a fear of, oh man, society's going to go. And, um, but this one does have some interesting um, challenges because they're they're specifically stating that they want to change your perception of reality well so yeah (laughs) it is a virtual (laughs) reality right yeah and um and and to your point too the metaverse includes augmented reality as well let's let's not leave that out that's an important piece yes yes yeah And, and and so you know 
I, I think it, I think there's just some mistrust of, um, of big technology companies and how they operate um, because they've been fairly ruthless in terms of getting market share. Right. And, and that's really what they look at. And um, in that show, the, the social dilemma, you know, one of the things that I, I thought one of the most poignant points they made was you, you've got all these social media platforms and they're free. Mm-hmm. So if, if Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever, if that's not the product because you're not paying for it, then you are the product. Correct. <laughs> right. You are the product. And exactly. You are the product because all it is is, yeah, they're giving you an opportunity to communicate. They're giving you an opportunity to connect, um, but they're doing that because they're going to sell you hard, and they are commoditizing you. You as a user are how they're going to make their money. Right. So. Uh, in one respect, I think it's good that we know that now. Yeah. And, um, but we've been unable to stop it, even though we know it. Right. And, you know, there's always been a little bit of a shying away from oversight within the internet community. Um, there are, you know, uh, a show coming up, I'm sure you and I are going to do, uh, Dark Web, talking about the Dark Web. Yeah. Right. Yep. But, oh, yeah. You know, so there are areas of the internet. My point is, there's areas of the internet that, you know, not many uh, people go to, um, and some people who are looking for some some things that they shouldn't be, uh, <laughs> they can find them in the dark web, right? Um, but at least that's my opinion. But I mean, at the end of the day, what we're talking about is, you know, um, a free uh, and open environment. Um, like the internet was originally designed to be, um, or I should say as it's evolved to be. And, um, I, I think that down the road, you know, you're going to need big companies like Facebook, yeah. like yep. Microsoft, you know, back in the day when internet 1.0 and 2.0 were trying to get, you know, their feet on the ground, it was Sun Microsystems. It was companies like, um, Silicon Graphics, Sun Microsystems, Microsoft was there. Remember Netscape? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Our our friends, uh, well, at least, you know, uh, our friends to the south in Southern Illinois, uh, Southern Illinois University, um, for those of you who live in Chicago, um, at uh, the University of Chicago Urbana-Champaign, you know, I mean, that's where Netscape came from, right? And Which was the browser for for a bit yeah and it's an important to note that the inter- internet came from um the higher ed you know uh, universities yeah. used it to transfer you know exchange data and you know brief history of the internet but we got to know how we got here and that's 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 how it happened yep and, and so, just uh, I'm, I'm sorry uh, just yeah. one point to <clears throat> to to kind of clarify a little bit, uh, when Tim was talking about the dark web, um, the dark web is a part of the internet that you cannot get to through a regular browser. Um, and the dark web is often used for if you don't want to be tracked or you don't want to get attention, and it is illicit activities. Yes, it is often used for um, illicit activities, including um, human trafficking and uh, buying weapons. And <laughs> I mean, and, this and it, it's a, it's everything. Yeah, it's everything. It's not some of the stuff is not funny. You know, it's serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, I, I didn't mean to laugh at say that no, those I, weren't serious, but. Right. I'm just saying it's it. That's where all the ridiculous stuff that you see in movies. That's where the dark web is. Um, 
it's I don't recommend anybody that doesn't know what they're doing even try to access it. Right. Um, you can you can the people in the dark web are sharks. Um, that's where they sell social security numbers and identities and um, you can get just whatever the wildest thing you could imagine you could probably get it done through the dark web so zebras you know, and monkeys and bears if you want yes to zoo. yeah um and, and so but you have to go through it a little different way you could probably google how to do it but if you do uh you are opening yourself up unless you really know what you're doing do you agree with that i agree oh yeah i would i would not recommend it but <laughs> You know, the, the point that we have here is you, we need large industry, we need large companies to kind of um, lay the foundations down um, for these new exciting platforms to open up. Yes. Um, they're they're, they're going to be the ones investing in it. They've already started. They've already started. Yep. You, great point. And without them, it's, it's not going to be built. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so that's the necessarily that's a necessary evil, if you will. Um, but in doing so, rightfully so, they're going to expect a return on their investment. It's the way business works. <laughs> yep. And um, to what I brought up earlier about CES, I was just shocked by how much investment was going into it. How many startups? Um, and established organizations, companies, um, are kind of dipping their foot—not the—not the big toe, the foot, the left leg—into the into the pond of the metaverse. Yeah, and I, my understanding is there's going to be a couple of commercials during the Super Bowl, uh, kind of talking about the metaverse. I haven't seen them, but that's what I've heard. And it uh, the price that they pay for per minute means that they're serious <laughs> oh yeah so for sure um so like i said from 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 when we first started um it is both exciting and terrifying <laughs> and because we really don't know where it's going to go what the impact it's going to be on uh, everyday life and how um what is the impact going to be for future generations we just don't know that right. yet yet <laughs> um, i mean but i can tell you this um if you look at the spend um facebook is spending at least 10 billion this year alone on meta on its own metaverse division 10 billion wow facebook i think also snatched up um there's a new development in austin downtown austin one of the largest it, it was one of or or the largest building in austin and they 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 snatched up a whole bunch of floors on it and they're looking they're looking to have you know multi-market presence um 10 plus billion investment uh on its metaverse division so yeah it's 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 the real deal and you can see the industry shifting to that so yeah. to your point where is it going to be in a year where is it going to be in two years um i think initially it's going to be disjointed um and i think the vision honestly I think the vision, for those of you who haven't seen Ready Player One, the movie, which was based off of a book, you should watch it. Because that's, yeah. I think, ultimately the vision. And that's why, for example, Microsoft bought a gaming company, because if you're a gamer, they're trying to make it very familiar to you. And this is like the next step in not just gaming, but that type of environment yeah you know surprisingly my shock um 
I I watch a lot of tech related news. I watch, you know, it's not that Apple is not vested in this, but you just don't hear about Apple um, being so far in the trenches on this, which tells me, at least, I think they're doing a lot and they're just very good at hiding it. I think yeah. Apple Apple's definitely going to be there. And when they do, they're they're just going to drop the bomb on everyone, right. like they normally do, right? right. Like, like they do, like they did with the iPhone. Absolutely, and and not to you know frustrate our um, uh, the people who you know drink the apple juice. Um, I like the apple juice. Um, you know, <laughs> literally, really, literally. Um, they they have you know done a lot with augmented reality, and you know they've really push the boundaries with a lot of their apps within the app store, uh, the Apple app store. Um, mm-hmm. So they've definitely done a lot in this space, um, but they've been relatively quiet when it comes to the conversation of the metaverse. Um, watch, I say that and tomorrow there'll be something on, you know, Bloomberg tech. <laughs> well, but that's kind of, <clears throat> it's kind of Apple's way of doing business. Because if you if you look, a lot of the innovations that end up on an Apple product have been out for a little bit on, let's say, one of the other platforms. So um, different cameras or something like that may have been on an Android phone. And then Apple will introduce it when they feel it's perfected. At least that's what I've seen. Right. Um you know, I as we do these, as we do these shows, and we're talking, I like to fact check myself. Um, yeah, th- there's articles even out there that are saying, you know, hey, why, you know, why Apple is perfectly happy to let the metaverse pass it by. So I, I'm not the only one that feels that way, um, but just because there is a narrative out there within the tech blogging, tech news reporting industry. No one really knows what Apple's move is going to be, and only Apple does. And to your point, George, they're probably just going to drop a big Apple bomb on everybody and be like, here's a new headset. And everyone's going to be like, holy crap, that's so much better than everything out there. Right, or very competitive, and we're surprised that it's of the quality that it's at, given the fact that they've never talked about it. (laughs) Right. Wow, there's a, so, a lot to talk about. There's, there's. Well, and, and and the cool thing is, is this is a. This is a conversation that's happening, at this moment in time, when we don't know. I mean, so, it's, it's kind of exciting, because the the possibilities are. Are limitless. Um, and let's just hope. And and the thing is, there's not one company that's going to be driving it. So let's hope that as users, we steer it in the right direction. You know, a lot of social media up until this point, we've um, we've just we've kind of let it happen. We've followed what the technology companies have have thrown out there hopefully with this metaverse because there is no one dominant player yet um the consumers can steer it so that it's it's actually beneficial right yeah and hopefully (laughs) yeah no no, that's a good point and uh, you know like we said at the beginning of this this uh conversation this you know deep dive into what is not even what doesn't even exist yet, which is hilarious. I can't get over that. Um, you know, uh, th- there are companies lining up, and and you know, I didn't mean to pick on Apple because I know, I knew in an investor uh, meeting or there was a uh, the investor call done uh, a couple weeks back. It, even Cook uh, said that you know they would be investing in what he called. <laughs> I love this. He called it investing in 3D virtual technologies. He stopped short 
of seeing metaverse space <laughs> which i love it's so apple <laughs> it, it is so apple it just it, kind of hinting they got one toe in right uh and who knows what's what the what they're doing behind the curtain right and so the quote because you got to be careful when you're quoting somebody we are always exploring new and emerging technologies and have uh spoken at length about how very interesting it is to us right now <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> classic Classic. So yeah, so they're gonna <laughs> drop. They're gonna drop a bomb. It's something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so there, there we go. I mean, everyone is trying to figure out their footing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, something to definitely keep an eye on. Uh, don't know how much individually each person's gonna gonna be able to to do it, but uh, to to have an impact on it. But also, if you have a good idea for it, now's not a bad time to try to get in on it. No, I agree. I mean, because it, it, it really was jokingly said to you the other day, the big innovation is going to come when some 12 or 14 year old kid, he or she is going to be working in their, their parents' garage on a, on a computer in the basement, and they're going to code something up, and it's going to revolutionize and change the way the world thinks about the metaverse. And I would love to watch it. I'd love to see it. I... <laughs> Isn't that kind of fun? Extremely fun. And it's awesome that a 14-year-old could do that. <laughs> because because think about it, and this is what's this is something that you and I have talked about at length over the last well, ten years. If we, meaning you and I, had access to the technology that kids have access to today, when I was Oh a kid, my gosh. Oh man. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be watching Instagram. No offense to anybody out there who loves Instagram. I would I would be developing, creating and doing those things because that's what I tried to do back in the day. But as you said, even when you started college, you were programming Cobalt. Didn't you say that in the last show? Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, I don't know if anybody's tried to program in Cobalt, but that's not fun. <laughs> no, it's brutal, man. It's brutal. And, and, um, you know, one of the, so one of the challenges yeah. here, I think is going to be the fact that, um, I have three kids are two and a half years apart and their, their view of technology is so different from each other. So my, my oldest, um, when, when he, when he was growing up, you know, they, cell phones were just becoming mainstream. There was, they're still pretty expensive and stuff. And, um, like one of them uses Twitter, one of them uses Instagram and one of them uses, uh, Snapchat and, you know, like, like even my youngest, she's seen kids that are a couple, three years younger than her. And their whole view is different. They know they never knew a time when they didn't have social media. Right. And, and, and so generations, you know, you used to be generations were 20, 30 years apart generations because of technology, their experiences are so different, even like three to five years apart. Yeah, you know their their formate their formative years are so different. I think it's a good observation, um, but I think the observation makes a lot of sense because of the way technology changes so much within a five four year time. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And and so if you have a kid who's twelve or eleven. Versus a sibling of that child who's 16 or 18, you know, it's not a lot of time that's a lap between them, but technology wise, it's like dog years, you know? Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know, you know, we're, we're not going to go through Moore's Law. We're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> and if you, anybody who wants to know what Moore's Law is, go look it up. But it basically yeah. talks about how aggressive technology basically in you know 
technology is at this point in time, and then it doubles and triples itself over, you know, a length of two years, four years, six years. So when when a kid in, who's 12, you know, um, they're playing on an iPad, that kid who's 14 or 16 years old, they've got an iPad. If they keep up with that technology, they've got something that's double or triple the speed of what they had when they were in grade school. Um, and, and, and have I, no concept of lag or waiting right. or or different types of you know how crappy graphics used to be even just a few years ago i programmed on an audio cassette tech <laughs> a tandy awesome. from radio shack <laughs> okay so there we go nice i didn't have no laptop or ipad with swift programming language and you know i mean the tools you can get from this is going to be Apple heavy, Microsoft, Apple, you know, the free stuff that's out there that's in the open source. Man, I wish I wish I would have had access to that when I was a kid. That would have been amazing. Yeah, but you know what? Because you you had to do it the hard way, <laughs> it, it gives you a different perspective. Yeah. So, um, but, but in terms of uh, how scared or excited, uh, I think the answer is yes to both. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, but it's just something to keep an eye out and, and you know, just keep reading. You'll, um, it's going to come, it's going to come at you one way or another, but yeah. if, if, especially if you, uh, if you have kids or uh, are going to have kids or what have you, um, or just in terms of life, it's just something to, to keep your ears perked up for. Absolutely. And, and think about it this way. We're going to have a follow-up to this. You know, later on this year, towards the end of the year, we'll look back on this, this podcast and it'll be like, well, this is, what, this is what was going on at that moment in time. And here we are. And, and things have changed, and this is where we're at. And it will be a significant movement forward um, because this technology is going to move fast. And, and let's just hope that we can say, hey, you know what? It, this is taking kind of the positive route yeah. that, that we talked about. You know? Well, it, it, it's going to be commercialized. We know that. but Absolutely. Once we get past that, you know, now people are building their own websites for pennies on the dollar. You know, a kid, you know, a, you know, teenager, young, young adult, you can jump online. You can go to any one of the hundred web hosting companies out there and build your own website. You can tie your social yeah. media into it. You can carve out your little space of the Internet. And I think the idea, the idea will be that with the emergence of metaverse you'll be able to do the same thing you know you'll be able to carve that little space out and have that little meeting area where you and your friends can huddle um hopefully play xbox but first do your homework right i mean yeah yes we all hope right i'm not a parent yet i plan on being a parent and i plan on having controls for my kids when that happens yeah and with this truly you could have that friend group be all over the world as you can today but hopefully this will make things even easier you know the other thing too is just thinking about it isn't it kind of cool that you'd be able to have your daughter or your son or even us right when we collaborate in the enterprise space or at work or you know online because we're all in the world of zoom right now right and yeah um just for some of our listeners, we're doing um, this cast, uh, this this podcast by way of Zoom. Uh, they're, you know, we're we're using their technology. Um, you know, wouldn't it be great to have your kid be able to talk to some, you know, other children in Africa and Europe and in Asia and have them have that exposure to those other cultures? I think that's a great thing. Yeah. Oh, it, it, think of how much. If you truly opened it up, 
oh my gosh, you could break down so many barriers, you know? Yeah, and you know, they're close. I mean, Instagram's getting there. I mean, when you look at streams, you're looking at streams from global from a global perspective. But there's that human interaction that's missing. And I think that might be what the metaverse captures. Again, that's the exciting part, and that's hopefully where where it goes. Um, you know, I think you bring up a great point. You know, what if you had uh, you have to work the time differences out? But what if you had two classrooms in opposite parts of the world meet every day? It may change the way education's done. Um, you know, my mind never even went there. That's a that's a great point, and I and, and the. It's not because I'm not, you know, I'm just, it's such a huge opportunity to change the human condition. Um, yeah. I, I think education, I think collaboration, um, all of that's important. And I think that, uh, that's a great point. I think having classrooms talk cross pollinating ideas, all of that's great stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, hopefully, um, lift up the areas that, have traditionally been left behind and um the areas that have been uh normally have had more resources it kind of opened their eyes to what the real world is like and yeah they're wow that's yeah there's a lot of cool stuff hopefully it works out that way yeah the, the challenge there um would be to getting would be getting um technology access to um you know regions that uh, you know are not uh that don't have access to them and yeah I, but i think it's shit. getting better tim i think it's yeah. it's better because honestly um even in a lot of impoverished impoverished nations they have pretty good cell phone services and yeah. really all you'd need is like a chromebook you wouldn't need a lot you know no yeah i mean you would need uh you know a, a headset in the vision that we know of today you would need a headset and um, internet access and you know, um, you know, a way you fly. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. There's a lot of fun stuff that could come out of this. I agree. All right. I'm not as scared. No, me neither. I feel better about it now. Maybe this is a little self, um, you know, yeah. uh, therapy. <laughs> so, so hopefully those of you that were listening got something out of it, but Tim and I feel much better about we, we this do. now. <laughs> I feel much better about it now. Yeah. We've worked this out. That's right. And we didn't have to spend 300 bucks an hour with a therapist. So yay no, for us. One one hour and two minutes with our fans and, uh, you know, the people who are listening. And, you know, we figured it all out on our own. That's right. So, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, till I, I, so I, I think that's probably a good place to, to wrap it up. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think so. I think I think we've talked it through, and you know, there's other things we need to move on to now. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we'll uh, hopefully going to get another show out relatively soon, and then publish this stuff, and then uh, uh, I don't know what what are we can do. We can do an email or something like that, or some way to get messages to us. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna reach out to everybody and touch them, just like AT and T. That's right. Only we're not going to charge you a lot for it. We're not going to charge you anything. Well, that's it. at t is not going to be a sponsor of this show anytime soon. Oh, gee. Oh, boy. <laughs> did you, you want to uh, give everyone a sneak preview of what we've been talking about? God, we've been talking about so many. So we really want. Yeah. Yeah. We so we want to. I, I think one of the directions we want to go into we do want to talk about um, some some areas that we're both really interested in: space, um, life on other planets, uh, different energies. James, you know, James Webb. the James Webb Telescope. That's where I was going with that. So we're yeah. talking. We're going to be talking about the James Webb Telescope. Uh, we're going to be talking to a uh, author friend of mine that wrote a really, actually, two excellent books. Um, kind of talking about the, the subjects of uh, extraterrestrials and and uh, how it 
how it works or how it uh, could help explain some spiritual things going on and just light energy and uh, just a lot of fun stuff. So, so um, that's kind of the direction we're going in. Um, we're going to take a look. At, I find it fascinating. We're going to take a look at some cybersecurity stuff too, right? We're going to talk. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about cybersecurity. Uh, how, you know, when you hear about all these hacks, what does it mean? Who's doing what with this information? Um, a lot of stuff that you might hear in the news, but you really don't have an idea of, of the uh, intricacies and, and the, the details behind it and what it means to you. Um, and, and I think a lot of times, you know, we're going to try to pull the curtain back a little bit so you understand. Um, and, you know, like I said, we, we find it interesting and we hope you do too. Yeah, for sure. We're going to also talk about the EV market, uh, electric vehicles. We're going to hop in and out of that every once in a while. It's, it's, it's tech, it's cars. So why wouldn't and, they and, talk and, about it, right? And Tim hops in and out of one every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do. And I don't regret that decision, but, um, <laughs> You know, uh, I'm going to save it for the show, but I will say that uh, it, the green, the grass is always greener um, when you can afford it. <laughs> and it's pretty always right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to hold off on that one. Okay. I can't wait to hear that one. But, but th those were some of the shows. I wanted to kind of give a sneak peek of, peek of what was going on and where, where we were going with it. Yeah. And, and you know, if, if some of you guys are going, oh, my God. Listen, uh, we're, you know, one of the shows we're going to uh, probably next show we're going to do is the James Webb telescope. Yeah. Okay. Um, again, on the surface, you might've heard a story that there was a telescope put up. The implications of it are enormous, just enormous. Yeah. And, and so what, what Hubble did for us, this is going to do much more. And so don't, don't get intimidated by, oh my gosh, this is space stuff. It's going to be broken down so you can understand it, but this is monumental. And, and if you've listened to our previous show and you listen to this one in its entirety, if you've made it this far with us already uh, to this point, then you know we touch on stuff. We don't go deep. We don't do a real deep dive. So Yeah, yeah we're not going to bore you. We're not going to. And this isn't just for the eggheads. Um, no. And we're going to have some fun with it, but, but hopefully this is a big deal. So don't be intimidated. Give it a shot. Just yeah. Give it a shot. All right. So, all right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, and until next time, really just let's give it a shot. <laughs>